You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. I'm Joe Casco alongside my good friend Mark Nortz, and we're joined now by Matt Garner. He works for Wells Fargo Bank. And, Matt, your job title says Social Listening and Intelligence. Uh, we really appreciate you being here. Why don't you start off by telling us what that means exactly? Yeah, good question, good question. So uh, Wells Fargo is obviously uh, – had some some issues in the past that to kind of to, to put it lightly. So as 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 a company, as as a brand, we're looking to kind of um, kind of evolve beyond that and kind of understand some concerns from consumers, understand the general perception of the the Wells Fargo brand. And one of the, the main ways to do that is you know folks are super active on social media. Um, so we kind of as 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 a company are prioritized. Hey, you know consumers are. Uh, talking about, you know, Wells Fargo talking about some of their, you know, financial concerns. So, hey, let's let's tap into that and let's listen to that conversation and be able to take what folks are kind of putting out there to kind of on, on social media, be able to say, hey, yes, we're listening to your concerns. We're trying to hear it. We're here to help. And so, um, by that kind of my my team that I work with helps kind of identify some of those those key themes of conversation connected to the uh, the Wells Fargo brand on social media. Is able to kind of report back to to partners within the company to help make sure that uh, we're reacting to some of those consumer concerns and being able to to help Wells Fargo customers any way possible. So, would you and and the people you work with would you essentially be Looking at any time people are mentioning Wells Fargo in a tweet or a Facebook post and and then trying to derive some best practices for connecting with people from that data. Is, yeah. that, is that a yeah. good way to assess it? That, that, that is a very – that's a great way to assess it, yeah. So we have these – these uh, not to get too technical here, but we have these uh, listening tools. We essentially – it's like you go to Google to search something. We have a listening tool. We go in and type in these keywords. A lot of the keywords are focused on you know terms that we're interested in. Um, so we have this long list of you know a couple hundred uh, keywords um, that we are kind of essentially trying to listen to conversation matching those keywords. So it pulls in any public conversation there. We kind of coalesce those posts around specific themes of conversation to be able to say, hey, here's the most pressing. Here's something we think we can help. And then, kind of connecting those those conversations and themes with the right partners within uh, Wells Fargo. Well, Matt, um, Matt, to back up a little bit, um, you are a graduate of Winthrop University. Can you tell us how you I went am. about um, picking Winthrop and what was your major? Yeah, so what I do now has uh, it's kind of it's it evolved from my major, but yeah, I, I, um, I was a sport management major. I originally wanted to kind of I still have a love for sports, but I wanted to kind of work in sports and be. Um, similar to what I'm doing now, but just with a different brand, but being able to to, to work in you know a, a marketing role for a sports organization or a you know um, you know general community involvement for sports kind of a, a organization. So I did that um, for a few years after school, and I worked for a small um, it was a sports public relations company, and this was yeah years ago, right? And so. Um, we essentially, uh, the company I work for, built a listening tool to listen to social conversation for our clients. So, working with athletes and you know professional teams and leagues, being able to say, hey, we want to understand what fans are saying about our our, our clients, right? So, obviously, sports fans, especially on social media, are very vocal. So, like, let's tap into that so we can the messaging that our um, clients can put out can be reflective of what fans want to hear and kind of see. And so um, ever since then, I've kind of been in that social listening um, space 
Um, but yeah, started with kind of a sport fan and now I'm kind of evolved to, to larger brands to kind of still be able to, to, to kind of, um, provide, um, uh, kind of folks with the understanding of, Hey, here's the, the, the things that fans, customers, consumers are most interested in talking about, um, on, on social media. So how did you go about, um, choosing Winthrop as uh, your place to go? Yeah, good question. Yeah. So, uh, I knew I wanted to, I grew up outside of Charleston. I knew I wanted to stay in the state of South Carolina. There were kind of a few um, kind of uh, uh, options there, and I think Winthrop was the, the the most desirable to me because at the time I wanted to study sport management. I believe it was the only accredited sport management program within the state. I think Clemson had one at the time, but it wasn't accredited. It might I mean, maybe maybe now, um, but that kind of was the main focus there. And I also just loved the 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 um, kind of the, the, the when I went to go visit. It was very you know small enough. Um, feel to feel like you're connected to your professors, connected to other folks. Um, but still well large enough to kind of you know um, get that um, that larger college uh, experience. So it's kind of a, a um, mix of a couple things there. And Drew Winthrop. This is the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day, and we're speaking with Matt Garner of Wells Fargo, 2010 graduate of Winthrop. Do you have a quintessential Winthrop moment? Do you have a a story or something you might share with us that? You look back and you think, boy, that's really exemplary of my time at Winthrop. Oh, geez, I don't know if it's um, – trying to think. I, I'm, I mentioned I'm a massive fan of sports. Obviously, still am a massive fan of Winthrop athletics. But I think some of the, the, the moments, you know, during um, kind of Winthrop's, you know, the back in, was it 07? Oh, um, 2007, we beat Notre Dame as, as a general I fan, knew, as a student. I knew you were going to say that. I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a Notre yes. Dame grad. I remember ah. Uh, yeah, so, that was so my thirtieth birthday on that game. game games. <laughs> well, well I, I apologize Go. you ruined your thirtieth birthday. Man. No, uh, well, you know, in hindsight, I mean, I was rooting for the wrong team that day. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that moment uh, there in kind of a you know, list of other games. But I, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Still, am a big fan of one through basketball, and so um, they obviously been very successful over the past you know 15 plus years. And so um, the month the Notre Dame game was probably the highlight there that made it feel like hey, it's, you know, it's Winthrop is beating Notre Dame, right? One of the the, the biggest uh, athletic programs in the country. So that was a cool feeling to say you know Winthrop is uh, is can compete uh, at the highest level. Um, uh, uh, at least in basketball, but it was cool to kind of put Winthrop on the map there and kind of being able to say, yeah, you know, have that, have that, have that pride to go to, to, to Winthrop there. So that was uh, that was a wonderful feeling. Well, tell a student who might be listening today about the environment at a game. You know, what yeah. it would be like to take in a game at the Coliseum these days. Yeah, no, I love it. The athletic department has done a great job kind of promoting it. Um, Pat Kelsey, obviously, the men's basketball coach, does a great job of trying to, to value the fans and realize they have a uh, fans and students specifically being able to say, hey, like that's that's a part of the the um, kind of the, the, the game itself. And I think, you know, selfishly, not selfishly, I think, you know, just biasly, maybe I think going to athletic events is a part of the college experience. You know, it's a part of, you know, connecting with your fellow students. Um, having that pride cheering for your school, I think there's something special there. Yeah, I went through a uh, coliseum for, for, for basketball games is certainly a, a lively place, um, especially the, uh, you know, was it a few weeks ago um, with the um, recent uh, uh, conference championship game. That was a wonderful experience there. So, um, but yeah, it's certainly a, uh, a great time at the coliseum for, uh, for basketball games. How would you say that Winthrop just prepared you not, not necessarily exactly for what you're doing now, but just for yeah. life? Life, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, 
I think it was, like I mentioned, I think from, from just the general um, experiences I got, maybe not just necessarily inside the classroom, but outside of the classroom too. Some of the, ca- the connections I've made, I met my wife at Winthrop. I met some of my best friends um, at Winthrop there. Um, so outside of the classroom, I think it was just a great way to kind of um, kind of you know meet some, again, I mentioned my wife, my friends there. So I think being able to have those relationships now is something that I really you know, look forward to. I think you know, some of my best friends now, you know, you know, 10, 10 years after graduation, um, are, are still um, fellow um, Winthrop graduates. And so um, that's certainly something special that, um, that helps me kind of have a special place in my heart. Yeah, we've heard that a lot from people about some of the friendships that they've maintained through their time at Winthrop. And and for you as someone who is interested in sports, you know, we're just looking at your resume here online. And I, I see that you had an internship with the Charlotte Knights. I did. Yeah. You know, while you were in school, there's definitely a lot of opportunities. We know our students in the Mass Comm yeah. Department um, get the chance to work with like ESPN, which has a big yeah. operation in Charlotte. Um, we, we send people up to the Panthers um, sometimes. So there are those opportunities there to to get involved in a professional realm, which certainly yeah. it seems like you took advantage of. Yeah, and I think that's one of the the, 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 the big pluses of Winthrop. It's so close to what the Charlotte and Charlotte's such a growing, you know, city. Um, so I think being able to to, you know, especially for, for students in South Carolina, being able to have that big city literally right across the border, I think is something that's um a, a big benefit for Winthrop students to be able to, to leverage and kind of um use to their benefit there. Um but yeah, so I, I was lucky enough to to get the uh, the internship at the Knights. Um, they were at Fort Mill back in the time, but obviously I think still students from the, the sport management program, um, or have connections to the Knights and other, um, teams, um, at least from the sport management side up in Charlotte, but outside of that, just from a business perspective, my wife, she was also went through, um, uh, graduates. She got lined up with bank of America after that because of ties to, um, the university there. So being able to have such a, a growing city, what, you know, 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. Um, from from Mark Hill, I think is definitely uh, an advantage for for students. Yeah, that that's great. That that's a lot of great information right there, especially on the internship program and everything through yeah. the university. Um, one thing that we've been talking to um, all the people we've been interviewing the last couple of t- um, times here uh, at, on the station is um, what are they doing to pass the time during this uh, this strange little place you know called the pandemic? Yeah. And um, so we're we're asking people what their pandemic playlist is. You know, do you have um, some music that it, it's your go-to? It, it's what gets you out of bed in the morning. It what gets keep keep you going during the day. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, good question. Yeah. So right now, it's a lot of classical music. So during, especially during the day, you know, with work, at working from home, trying to you know, pull up the uh, the playlist and just play random classical uh, music. But outside of that, um, my my uh, I'm not a genre, but my uh, wife and now five-year-old son are super big fans of the mass singer so any of the songs that go on there my son is now actively singing those and trying to make mask and kind of partake there so he, he's trying to have his own little masked singer um kind of performances here at the house that's kind of my musical uh currently experiences uh right now hey thank you so much matt we really appreciate your time yeah wonderful thank you guys and uh stay safe Likewise, that was Matt Garner. He's a 2010 graduate of Winthrop University, and he works for Wells Fargo. This is the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day.
Streaming from the campus of Winthrop University, you're listening to WINR, Air. This is the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco and Mark Nortz here with you today. And we're joined now by Allison Hamilton, a Winthrop alum and a financial advisor with Raymond James in Myrtle Beach. Allison, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So tell us your Winthrop story. How did you end up at Winthrop and, and what was your time like there? Well, my family's from Rock Hill. My mom and dad both graduated from Rock Hill High School, high school sweethearts. So my mom had gone to Winthrop. Um, her sister, her sister-in-law, my grandmother went. I had a cousin. We were actually there at the same time. Um, so I remember my mama started going, and then she stopped to have kids and went back when I was about 12. And I remember her being on the campus and seeing it, and I said, oh, I want to go to Winthrop. I want to go to Winthrop. So I had decided really uh, very early on that I I loved it. And um, so when it was time to look at colleges, of course, Winthrop was on top of my list. So you said, you, you know, Winthrop was on your radar for quite some time because you had, you know, obviously a lot of history there. Um, how did you decide to, uh, what major to pick? Uh, had, did you know that from the time you were young or was that something just over years or, you know, just being around your family members and stuff like that? I mean, how did you come about picking your career? Well, when I went into Winthrop, I went in undecided. I had no idea. And I took um, uh economics course, and I'm not sure if it was my – probably my sophomore year, and it was just a general core course that was um, needed. And I had a professor there, uh, Dr. Sherry Ryan, and I did well in the course, and we had talked, and um, and I, I told her I was kind of thinking about having that as my major, and so she was jumped right on that. But unfortunately, that was her last semester there. She was leaving, so she said, "But I'm not going to just leave you hanging." So she introduced me to um, Dr. Gary Stone, who became my advisor, and so I picked business was an option in economics. So. So you've stayed involved in Winthrop as as an alum. I, I see that you know there's news on our website from a few years ago where you had contributed, made a gift to establish a scholarship at Winthrop. I know you're also the leader of one of the alumni chapters. Why have you decided to to stay involved and active in the Winthrop community? Well, Winthrop's been so important to me and. When I graduated, I was living in Rock Hill, and I stayed there, and my parents moved down to um, the beach, and I loved being a graduate and living in Rock Hill and having my university so close, and I could go see it any time I want, wanted to, and then in 2005, I moved down to the beach, and the thing that I missed the most of other than you know I had family there and friends but what I missed the most was Winthrop and it was so different for me because I'd, I'd be down here talking to people and they'd say oh my teacher and I was like where'd you go to school because most time it was Winthrop and they'd say coastal and I was like oh and so down here in uh in Peel Nation and I was missing all my garnet and gold so I kept in uh asking um and I was already contributing to Winthrop the Alumni Association but I kept asking them 
if uh, they had a group down here, alumni chapter or something, and no, 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 no. And then finally I decided, I said, you know, I'm just going to have to start this. So that's when I decided to start um, help get started. The Myrtle Beach area went through a university alumni chapter. And then as far as giving, uh, starting with the, the scholarship, what that is is actually it's in my estate planning. And so I did that in my in honor of my mom and my dad, who I'm very blessed to have them both still alive and still healthy and still married to each other. And I wanted to go ahead and um, start that. So that's where the, the scholarship is. It's in my estate planning. And then I make contributions. It's very easy. Every month a little bit comes out of um, – of my my income and sends um, directly over to Winthrop to the foundation. Well, that's that's fantastic. Um, we're always excited when we hear uh, um, people that have had such a positive experience and that they want to give back. and And I tell you, scholarships are just so sorely needed. I mean, students really do need the help because you know it's higher education can be a little costly. Um, you seem to have a really strong connection to Winthrop. Is there one or or maybe two? Uh, Winthrop moments, you know, or stories that you have that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, yes, I'll, I'll share this one. Um, I, I was not the best of students, and I, I'll say this. I loved all aspects of college. It took me seven years to get my undergraduate and three years to get my master's, so I've seen the ups and the downs of college. And it was actually going into my last I decided in January of 1995 that I was going to go back and finish up um, and get my MBA for what I what I needed. So it's a last minute decision. So I went over and talked to uh, Gay uh, Randolph, and she was the um, the advisor for the MBA program at Winthrop. And so I told her my situation and that I was applying for uh, financial aid, and I knew that I would get it, but that I'm just now applying. So she says, that's fine. Just go to your classes and tell your, you, you know, when they call the roll, just give me your name. And I said, well, my name's not going to be on the roll. What do I tell them? She says, oh, don't worry about it. She says, I'll just stick something in their mailbox. You're fine. If they say anything, just tell them to come to me. And I said, okay, great. Well, about March, my um, my money came in. So I went over to the financial aid office. I got a note and I said, you know, I want to hear pay my um, pay my tuition for the semester because here I am, uh, my money's in. So she she goes on the computer and I and and I told her I said, you know, Gay Randolph, she she told me, she says she registered, she registered me. So she calls Gay and she says you know, I have a student here, and she's got money. She says, but I don't see her registered. And then I, I didn't realize that Gay had never registered me. And so she went in there and registered me, and my tuition was applied. <laughs> but, see, Gay did that because she knew that they'd kick me all out without the money. Oh. And I thanked her for that, and she says, well, I just don't think that red tape should get in the way of a student getting an education. And I'm recent. I'm a member of the DB Johnson Society because I um, because one through in my estate planning. So last um, 2019, when I got to go to the annual dinner that they hold, I got to see her, and I was so thrilled because I got to thank her again for um, what she did for me. 
You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco and Mark Nortz here. And we're speaking with Allison Hamilton. She's a double Winthrop graduate, and she's a financial advisor with Raymond James in Myrtle Beach. Allison, I think that's a cool story about some of the personal ties. A recurring theme in talking to people throughout the day has been – how Winthrop helps to foster and build relationships with people. Being in a different part of the state, you know, a couple hours away from, from Rock Hill, how often do you encounter Winthrop grads when you are, are talking to people? And, uh, you know, what, what kind of turnout do you get at your alumni functions down there in the low country? Well, we started, we launched in September, and we had a really nice turnout. We held it out at... Um, Wild Wing Cafe, which um, a Winthrop uh, alumni uh, owns that restaurant. So we, we held it there. We had a really nice turnout. We had about 30, which I thought was really strong for just getting started. And I was on my own there. I, I, my job that day was to try to find uh, chapter leaders. So I got one person interested that day, and um, Amber Shubrick, and then – I started planning, we started planning, I planned the next one, and that was held at the Carolina Improv Company and at the Myrtle Beach Mall. We did that one in November, and that was, we have went to about 30 to about 10, so, uh, but they felt that that was really a good turnout for, you know, just getting started, and everybody can't always make every event, and then I had someone that reached out to me. She went on the website that lives in the area, and she saw that there was a, a chapter she reached out to me, and that's Ashley Sovitz. And so the three of us now are the chapter leaders of um, the Myrtle Beach area Winthrop Alumni Association. And I'm so glad because spread the the work amongst three of us. But unfortunately, we have our first quarter event and our second quarter event has gotten changed and didn't happen because of um, – the coronavirus now but we're still doing some things we've got a facebook page we're going out there and posting things and trying to keep people inspired but i I, today's friday somewhere my garnet gold on friday i try to do that and um it's it's my my mom's here with me and she went with her so it's just wonderful anytime i can get around um anybody that went to winthrop it's just such a bond there and um it's just because we have that commonality it's just wonderful Another thing we've been asking people when we have them, since we've talked to so many different folks from different backgrounds that are associated with Winthrop, is about their areas of expertise. And as a financial advisor, you know, a lot of people are struggling now as, as maybe they aren't able to work or they've, you know, their businesses are temporarily closed. What, what kind of advice just generally might you have to people to things you can do to kind of try to survive these these difficult times that we're in until the economy can open back up? Well, I, I know it's so very stressful, and this is adversity. And any time that we have to deal with adversity in life, that's, that's a life skill. And so one thing that I think is important to deal with diversity is to make sure that we take care of ourselves, our, our, our physical um, selves, our, our mental selves. And so I think it's really important that we um, – that we eat well, that we uh, sleep well, and that we exercise. And I just think that just helps us through adversity in life. We are a music station, and so one of the things that 
we've been um, asking people is like, how are you coping with this time of quarantine and in the middle of the virus and everything? And so um, a lot of people have been talking about um, different music and different artists that they're listening to to kind of, you know, lift them up and get them through this um, kind of different times. So um, our question is, what's on your pandemic playlist? Well, I like um, I like women, uh, strong women uh, singers. I like um, Taylor Swift, uh, Carrie Underwood, uh, Katy Perry. That's kind of um, who, who I like in uh, any time, pandemic or or any time. If you could recommend one song that we should put on the pandemic playlist to play next on Eagle Air, what, what would you recommend? Shake it off. Taylor Swift. I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's very appropriate. Very appropriate, Allison. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I, I, I enjoyed it. That was Allison Hamilton, financial advisor with Raymond James, down in Myrtle Beach. She's a ninety-two and ninety-five graduate of Winthrop University. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Cause the players wanna play, 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 play
Listening to the Eagle Air broadcast, a virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here today. And now we're joined by Crystal Glover. She's an assistant professor of early childhood education in the College of Education. Dr. Glover, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. So give us the sales pitch for a student that might be listening and their family out there of why they should come to Winthrop. Well, I personally think Winthrop is the absolute best choice that you can make. I made that same choice myself um, quite a few years ago. I am a proud Winthrop alum, um, had the fortune of coming to Winthrop and meeting my husband. So you never know what kind of good things can happen when you come to Winthrop. It is a beautiful campus, um, fun place to be, to meet new people, to build lifelong relationships. So I cannot think of one reason why you wouldn't pick Winthrop. So when you were a high school student and you were looking at colleges, what was it about Winthrop that that made it stand out to you that you wanted to come as a student? I will never forget the first time I came to Winthrop. It was um, such a beautiful campus. I fell in love with um, how wonderful it was. It was so clean, so pretty, um, just looked like the quintessential college. What I had in mind, what my college experience would be, what it would look like, that was Winthrop. So just as an 18-year-old, that was the first thing that appealed to me. And then I got to know the people, the students, the faculty, the relationships that you're able to build. Because Winthrop isn't a huge university, you really get to know your professors. They know you, and they look forward to you being in class, and they will call you or email you if you're not. And so that was one of the things I think that that attracted me there and then kept me there because um, I also went there for my master's degree. So it um, is just a, a fun place to be if you are looking for a place where you can be a name and not a number, where you will get to know people and have, again, that opportunity to build lifelong friendships. You said everybody that we've talked to so far um, who's graduated from Winthrop has talked about um, their first impression of the campus, about just it's beautiful, it's gorgeous to walk around on. But let's talk a little yeah. bit about your actual education experience. What spurred you to stay at Winthrop and, and continue and, and graduate and then come back and graduate again? Well, as an education major, mm-hmm. um, Winthrop was the, the best place to be in South Carolina. It was initially founded as a normal school, a training school for teachers, and it has maintained that reputation as one of the top education schools in South Carolina. And so as an, at the time, early childhood major myself, I knew that I would have the opportunity to stand out as a graduate of Winthrop. Um, and I know that's true for education, but also true for many other majors at Winthrop. We have a very strong reputation in the community of producing um, solid graduates who are ready to go out into their field of study and be productive 
citizens. Um, so I think it was just being able to be in a well-recognized university for my field um, was one of the things that, that kept me there and brought me back. Is there one um, class or one experience that stands out to you that really like pushed you over the top and said, I made the right choice? I would say the thing that, that stood out to me the most coming in so with, was orientation. Um, I still am friends to this day with the people that I met at my orient, summer orientation at Winthrop. So being able to build those bonds with other excited freshmen like myself coming into the university, and um, that really just hooked me into the Winthrop community. I got a feel for what it would like to be an eagle, and so I should probably have a good class that I can remember that says to say that did the same thing. But I think once I went to orientation, I knew I'd made the right decision. So, as a professor of early childhood education, how often do you find that students who major in that that they they, they go on and actually become teachers. Is, is that the basic path that you see, or are students going into other elements of education as well? I would say a large majority of our students start out as teachers. Our um, students, we have a very, very, very high um, uh, rate of of, um, in terms of being employed after graduation. Our students are highly sought after. Um, before we went to our remote instruction recently, I'd gotten a call from a principal who had attended a uh, recruitment fair with our graduates, and he could not get over how prepared they were to be classroom teachers. And he had spoken with students from universities across the state who were looking for teaching jobs, and he said that the Winthrop graduates in education, and not just early childhood education, but education, middle level, elementary education, art education, dance education, said that they just really stood out. They were very confident. Um, in the College of Education at Winthrop, our students get over 1,200 hours in internship with experience in the field, and that's one of the things that helps them be so confident. So they, um, they, if they want a job in teaching when they graduate, they will definitely get that. Now, some of them go on and move um, into administrative roles at the district level, and um, but I would say a very large majority of them are uh, become classroom teachers. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here. And we're speaking with Dr. Crystal Glover, an assistant professor of early childhood education at Winthrop and a Winthrop graduate herself. And Crystal, tell us a little bit about it. I know you alluded to it just a moment ago, but tell us about some of the the teaching opportunities in the state of South Carolina. So often we hear about states that have um, teaching shortages. What what do things look like as far as the opportunities go here in our state? Winthrop is recruiting teachers across the board, across the state. There is a special initiative for teachers in rural areas. Um, rural areas of South Carolina tend to be harder to staff, and so there are some incentives for students, graduates that seek employment in those districts, some monetary incentives and signing bonuses that are available. Um, but it is definitely a field that is employable. So students, again, have virtually no issues getting a job. Um, our biggest concern for a lot of our graduates is choosing which job, which school they want to be in, because most of them end up with multiple 
job offers, and they have the opportunity to, to choose. Um, a lot of our students, a lot of our graduates will get offers in the schools where they complete their internship. And so it is, um, I would say, a field in which you would not have an issue at all getting a job upon graduation. And not just in South Carolina. Some of our um, graduates move on, they get married, move to other states, and um, it is obviously a profession that's needed everywhere. So um, a lot of them um, have a student now who is in Hawaii who graduated and had no issues um, getting licensed there. So definitely one that you'll be able to get a job. And it's a part of your program that, that students in their final year do get placed in a school to go out and get some level of experience before they graduate, correct? Yes, that is true. Um, in fact, one of the things that makes our program really unique is that our students begin um, field experiences in their freshman year. And that's something that's very unique to Winthrop. They begin freshman year going out into schools. We gradually expose them to different experiences, so they're not teaching classes in their freshman year, um, but every semester thereafter, they are in, in the schools. Sometimes they're working with small groups of children, working with children one-on-one, but by the time they get to junior year, first semester of junior year, they are teaching uh, lessons. They're spending um, 15 full days uh, each semester in the field, and then, of course, senior year. As I mentioned earlier, they have many, many, many hours of experience. The last semester, they're there every day, all day, following the teacher's schedule. In fact, our seniors go, um, they start before Winthrop starts. So they go back to school when the, um, the elementary schools or the middle schools or the high schools go back. They are going back with the teachers. So they get a lot of experience. They spend a lot of time in the field and, and in many different settings, which is really important because as a graduate, you don't know where you may end up, in a rural school, in a more suburban school, um, a Title I school which serves students and families who are from low-income backgrounds, maybe in a more affluent school. So we provide them with a ton of experiences. Well, that sounds really great, Dr. Glover. Um, Eagle Air is a a music radio station here on campus, and uh, what we've been doing is seeing that we're in this unique situation with COVID-19 and, and people sheltering in place and everything, um, we've been asking them, do you have a pandemic playlist? Is there some music or an artist that you, you listen to to kind of like help you get through this, this, this trying time? I would say that I am a neo-soul girl, so I um, listen to, I think who's the last thing I listened to probably was Jill Scott, um, who is a good kind of breakup makeup artist and um, in the Adele kind of range, and so I like listening to that. Even I don't know why, but sometimes that more depressing music has been what's been cheering me up. Interesting. Very interesting. Is, is there a specific Jill Scott song that you would steer us towards? No, don't make me pick one. <laughs> Give us your top three then. In no, in, in no specific oh, order. <laughs> I just, I can't pick. I it's can't like, pick how do you pick one. your favorite child? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Dr. Glover, we really appreciate your time and, um, Great insights, and so thank you so much for being with us today. All right. Thank you so much.
for having me. That was Dr. Crystal Glover, Assistant Professor of Early Childhood Education and a Winthrop alum. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Broadcast is going out. I don't know who's even listening to me. W-I-N-R. Eagle Air. Are you listening? You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here. And we're joined now by LaTroy Gardner. He's a Winthrop graduate, and he works for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill Law Library. And he's also a creator of the GOB Radio Network. LaTroy, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, no problem. Good to be with you, uh, Joseph and Mark. You know, you just told us a second ago that you learned all of your radio skills here at WINR Eagle Air. Tell us about what the station looked like back when you were a student here at Winthrop. So it seemed like it was on, you know, the brink of tremendous growth. Um, Mario Washington, who's my best friend, uh, he was kind of recruiting a lot of talent to increase the urban programming on WINR. So um, he recruited myself. And I did two shows uh, for, for WRNR called The Bedroom, which was an R&B show, and The Dungeon, which was a hip-hop show. And um, I think under Royal Fam Entertainment, which was the organization that uh, Mario created, we had six shows. So we tried to have one for you know every evening of the week. And uh, I pretty much learned how to create playlists, program, um, kind of host the show, um, create segments within the show, um, just build relationships that last to this day. Uh, the late Haney Howell was very instrumental in all of, all of our development. And after graduating, we all pretty much went our separate ways, but we came back together and now we uh, produce uh, several programs under the GLB radio network. Tell us more about that. What kind of programs do you produce? Okay, so the Good Old Boys radio show, which I created my last semester at Winthrop, um, is myself and three other Winthrop graduates, Mario Washington, Quentin Gore, and Wafiq Zarif. So we do a show It's kind of um, in the vein of The View, like four guys talking about a, well, discussing a topic, and then we have music that's kind of like the soundtrack to that topic. Um, in the past, we've, we've had celebrity interviews with um, musicians and uh, actors and um, just people in entertainment. Uh, we've been doing the show for 11 years now. And gradually, we've um, added more uh, programs to the network, including uh, The Bedroom, uh, which is still the same. It's a R&B show. Then we have Throw Up Tackle, which is a sports talk slash hip-hop show. Jasmine Love is an urban contemporary gospel show. Um, the Unemployment Line, which is a um, hip-hop top 40 show with... Um, Lots of interesting uh, topics as well. And we have Giant Robot Radio, which is our top 20 countdown show. 
Uh, yes, uh, Latroy, you mentioned um, Jasmine Love. She's another Winthrop graduate, isn't she? Yes, pretty much everyone within our um, company have uh, Winthrop ties. I think there's only one person that didn't graduate from Winthrop, but the rest of us, like Simon Moore, uh, Wafik Zarif, Quentin Gore, Maurice Thomas, um, Larry Parks, uh, Mario Washington. Yeah, we're all Winthrop grads. I, th- I think I remember... Um I think Maurice and uh, and Larry had a show together. I think it was the Larry P show, wasn't it? Yep, that's what, that's how we found them. We recruited uh, Larry and uh, Maurice off of the Winthrop show on WNR and also Jasmine's show. Um, I actually was listening and and found her. So interesting. I think, I think that's the difficulties with uh, trying to do media, especially like. 10, 15 years ago that the opportunities was limited to find um, on-air opportunities immediately after school. So we were trying to provide some of the most talented um, graduates an opportunity just to showcase their talent. First of all, tell us how you got in, um, you picked Winthrop University and how the program helped you um, move into the direction that you've gone into today. Uh, so I ended up, uh, so my senior year in high school, I wasn't even, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to attend college. And then I participated in this uh, program that allowed me to intern at the local um, TV station in my hometown of Beaufort, South Carolina. And that's when I discovered that I wanted to pursue a degree in mass communication broadcasting. So, um that program also allowed me to go on college tours, and I I toured University of South Carolina, um, I think uh, Johnson and Wales, and Winthrop University. I don't even I don't think I was really familiar with Winthrop University until I stepped foot on the campus, and me and my cousin who also attended Winthrop with me, we fell in love instantly, um, just with like how quiet it was. It just seemed like it was a pleasant um, environment to uh, learn and just grow up. And our tour guide emphasized that uh, the class sizes, it just made it more intimate where you can develop a relationship with uh, faculty that would last well beyond your college experience. And she hit the nail on the head. Because when I'm on campus to this day, I still, you know, stop by a few of my former professors' office and we'll sit and talk about how they were mentors to me. And now I'm in the same boat that they were in, where I'm I'm like a mentor to some of the students that, that I work with. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco and Mark Nortz here, and we're speaking with Latroy Gardner. He's a graduate of Winthrop University. He's the executive producer and creator of the GOB Radio Network, and he also works in the law library at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Latroy, do you have like a quintessential moment at Winthrop or a favorite Winthrop story that you look back on that you might share with people? There's, there's so many. 
But I'll I'll say that um, graduation day was um, a day that will stick out in my mind forever uh, because I was the first one in my family to um, get a college degree. And my mom, she was um, a student at St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina, and she became pregnant with me and had to uh, drop out of school. So it was, it was like some sort of um, like internal motivation that I felt like I needed to be the one to um, get the degree for both of us. So um, on that day, like I walked across the stage and you know got received my degree. And when when I saw her, we embraced. I broke down and. You know, I, I felt I felt like both of us accomplished that goal. And since then, um, my brother and um, several cousins have also followed in my footsteps. What was that like to be a first generation college student, and and, and what kind of resources were available to you at Winthrop that that kind of helped you get through that? Uh, I. Like I mentioned earlier, I definitely leaned on um, the faculty within my department and, um, you know, in political science, which was my minor, Dr. Adolphus Bell. I think um, he arrived on campus um, my junior year, and, like, I was sitting in his office for hours, and and it was it was some transparent conversations. Like it was almost like a big brother, little brother type of a relationship. Like I said, it extends to this day. Whenever I'm on campus, I can go to him for the same advice. Um, residence hall, like the RAs, uh, Joshua Peters and, um, Andrew Lanier and a few others. They were always, um, right there to, you know, help us out. Because there was there was some bumpy bumpy moments. But um I'm just proud that I persevered. So one thing we're talking to people about is the music that they're interested in, especially a lot of people have been using music as a release during some of the stress and anxiety during the pandemic, do you have any re- recommendations of something people should be listening to right now, something that we're calling a pandemic playlist? Uh, one of my favorite R&B albums of all time is Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Outstanding choice. Um, let's see. Uh, John Legend and um, Common, Wake Up Everybody, or if you want to go to the original, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Um, Michael Jackson's like, Heal the World, uh, Human Nature. Um, Green Days, uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Some jazz is always good. Just, you know, kind of puts you in a calming place. Um, and I'm also, I'm always a fan of Outcast. So pretty much anything with Outcast is, is a winner in my book. Like, get up, get out and get something. Stevie Wonders. Like um, like pastimes paradise, 
or anything from songs in the key of life. Just a few. I think those are some good choices. Latroy, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for being with us. All right. Thank you for your time, Mark and Joseph. That was Latroy Gardner, a graduate from 2004 of Winthrop University. He works for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in the Law Library. He's also the creator and executive producer of the GOB Radio Network. You can find it online at gobradionetwork.com. This is the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. You're listening to WINR Radio.
Marvin Gaye with what's going on here as we start to wind down on virtual Winthrop Day. WINR Eagle Air. I'm Joseph Casco alongside my partner, Mark Nortz, all day. It's been quite a day. I really hope this has been beneficial to you. I hope that you learned a lot about our community and it really was a lot of fun to get to know all of the amazing people associated with Winthrop University. If you're still with us, we really appreciate and we really appreciate everything and every person that we heard from today. If you're a prospective student or a family and you're out there, just remember there are still lots of ways that you can interact with Winthrop University. Just go to the website Winthrop dot edu right there on the home page at the very top there is a link to join us for virtual winthrop day and you can still take one of those virtual tours online you can do that at your own pace and a couple things to remind you of that winthrop is uh going to be having admissions folks working remotely they'll be available to assist you and you can get in touch with them a few different ways. Um, one way is to email them at missions at winthrop.edu. So be sure to check out that website. And remember, there are a number of events coming up. So you have um, things like the academic departments are going to be hosting virtual learning sessions, which will give you a taste of what it's like to be in the classroom at Winthrop University. That's something that you can log into. So if there's a certain major or program that you're interested in, you can check that out. That starts on Monday and goes until May 14th. April 30th, there's a virtual roommate mixer hosted by Winthrop's Council of Student Leaders. On May 5th, there's two events, Real Talk with Parents at 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. Also on May 5th, What to Expect Your Freshman Year. And on May 11th, Getting Involved on Campus. May 15th is Friday finale. There's also events planned for understanding your financial aid. It's all a part of Admitted Student Month. If you've been admitted to Winthrop, congratulations. Welcome to our community. I think you're really going to love being an Eagle. I know I do. I know Mark Nortz does. And we hope that this broadcast helped you get to know the get to know Winthrop a little bit. Number of people to thank today as we are literally in the eleventh hour of our virtual Winthrop Day broadcast here on Eagle Air Live. We conducted twenty three interviews for Virtual Winthrop Day, so a special thanks to everyone. Who contributed first to our faculty and staff, Dr. Scott Huffman, Dr. P.N. Saxana, Dr. Brad Witzel, Dr. Adolphus Belk, Dr. Crystal Glover, our interim president, Dr. George Hine, our head basketball coach, Pat Kelsey. Special thanks to all of our wonderful and very impressive alumni who joined us throughout the day, Chad Steele. Bob Crawford of the Avett Brothers, Dr. Steve Dillingham from the U.S. Census Bureau, Karen Roof, a PE teacher in the Rock Hill School District, Dr. Chris Bennett 
an ER doctor at the Harvard School of Medicine. Brandon Taylor, a news anchor at WLTX Television in Columbia. Ryan Brooks, the political reporter from BuzzFeed. Casey Ferry, an attorney in North and South Carolina. James Kevin Gray with St. John's Baptist Church, a prolific composer of music. Jacob Davis, the owner of the Nutrition Store. Also, Chelsea Brown, a nonprofit and fundraising consultant. Allison Hamilton, she's a financial advisor with Raymond James down in Myrtle Beach. Also, Matt Garner from Wells Fargo. Latroy Gardner from the GOB Radio Network. And also thank you to our students who participated in this broadcast. We spoke with Anna Sharp, the editor of The Johnsonian, and Matt Thrift, the news editor from The Johnsonian, also a host here at Eagle Air. And the top shelf sports team, Matthew Sheely, Mark Lamming, Zach Clary, Brandon Ballou. Also, special thanks to our Eagle Air station manager, Collins Janice, who helped us out with a segment today and helped us out on social media as well. Special thanks to Lori Tuttle from Alumni Relations, Dr. Amanda James with admissions. She's the director of admissions. Also, Jessica Van Cleve from admissions. And Judy Longshaw with University Communications. Those folks helped us coordinate and get to so many wonderful people to speak with on this virtual Winthrop Day. Your host was Professor Mark Nortz. Your host and the producer of this program was Dr. Joseph Casco. We're going to bid you farewell, head back to regular programming. Remember, you can find us on social media. It's at WU Eagle Air on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like us, follow us, help promote the station with the occasional share or retweet. If you missed an interview today, they're going to be available. About half of them are up now on our anchor.fm site. We shared that link via Facebook and Twitter just a few moments ago, and the remainder of those podcasts, those interviews, as podcasts will go up in the next day or so. We bid you farewell. Happy virtual Winthrop Day. Rock the hill. Go Eagles. We return to regular programming here on WINR Eagle Air.